Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Blonde. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Zone coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only racing casino resort. Now, here's Justin Ankry and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of the Zone at the Little Rock Touchdown Club is brought to you by Arkansas Urology, the state's leader for urological care. With unmatched expertise, state-of-the-art facilities, and the latest technology, Arkansas Urology is well-equipped to provide world-class care for all Arkansans. Clinics now open in Benton, Conway, Little Rock, and North Little Rock. Learn more at ArkansasUrology.com. All right, welcome in. Little Rock Touchdown Club brought to you by Arkansas Urology. Glad you're with us. Watch more Christian Weaver, Acre Free Zone today. And we got a lot to get to today. It is a uh, packed show, and uh, we are going to uh, fly through this thing. Uh, obviously, we're going to take some calls. We're going to talk some Razorback football. We're going to talk some NFL football. Good game last night. Sorry about it, Chiefs fans. I was rooting for you. I was pulling for the Chiefs last night. Not my favorite team, but sure did want them to beat the Eagles last night. Goodness gracious, what a terrible second half for the Chiefs. It continues to be a problem. I had no idea until the uh, the broadcast crew pointed it out last night that the Chiefs' offense, second-half offense, is the worst in the NFL. They averaged five points a game. Well, they couldn't even get five points last night. They couldn't even get three. Nothing. Nada. And they lose 21-17 to the Eagles. Man, I was feeling good. And I bet I don't know how Chiefs fans were feeling, but you're up 17-7 at the half, and Really, your defense looked really good. Your offense was, uh, you put up 17 points. You scored a couple of touchdowns, and that was with a, you know, a red zone interception by Mahomes. But uh, that, I felt like they were in control of the game. And even the uh, broadcast crew felt like that, too, because they said, you know, you, you feel like Kansas City's got this under control, and you look up, it's only a 10-point game. And right after they said that, here comes Philadelphia. They score. Three-point game. Get the ball back. Score. Take, take the lead. And then Mahomes. I thought Mahomes was going to do a Mahomes. I, I thought he would lead them down there, and they'd get that game-winning touchdown. And really, he did everything he could. And he threw it up there, perfect deep ball, and the receiver drops it. And that's it. That was basically the ball game because then they were forcing, facing a, after a penalty of fourth and something ridiculous. And game over, and the Eagles win. And, Christian, that's... It's it's there's not much debate right now. The Eagles are the best team in the NFL, right? I I would tend to agree. Yes. I mean, if you're going to debate, who would you make? I mean, the Forty ers Detroit back on track. I'm not buying Detroit. I'm sorry. sorry I mean, Pickston. they're a good team. I, I don't think they're the best team. I'm no, sorry. and I don't even know if they're the second best team. That's why I, I I pose that question at you, and I think we can make it the question of the day. Who is the second best team in the NFL? Who do you think should can, be the options? The Chiefs, Baltimore, I don't know Niners. The Chiefs are in there. Mm. I, I, honestly, I don't because we got to have four, right? Yeah. Uh, Baltimore for sure. Miami for sure. Yeah. The Forty uh, ers Yeah. And, and then you, you can to, choose between Detroit or Kansas City. I would think. I'm going Dallas. Oh, okay. I mean, Dallas just went to Philadelphia and played them better than Kansas City did. Dallas should have won that game. I guess you can argue Kansas City should have won that game, but they were home. Dallas went on the road. I'm biased. Yes, I know that. Um, Maybe four is other. Yeah, I think we just put four as other. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, you can make an argument. I can make an argument. Dallas, uh, you know, Joe Klein and... Rebecca can make an argument it's Kansas City, and Pigskin can make an argument it's Detroit. It, it is funny. It's like Kansas City has, you know, a potential greatest of all time quarterback, and he's throwing to a bunch of slaps at wide receiver. It's Kelsey and trash. Yeah. I'm sorry. It yeah, is. the wide receivers are not good. Hey, Philadelphia's secondary is not good. That's the weakness of their team. 
And, and we just saw Dallas exploited their secondary. It's tough to run on Philadelphia. If you beat Philadelphia, you can beat them by throwing it. And they couldn't do it last night. And, and really, Philadelphia had a smart game plan. You focus a lot of attention on Kelsey. He's going to get his, but you, you do everything you can to, to keep him from beating you. And you got to make those wide receivers beat you. And it worked last night because those wide receivers could not beat Philadelphia last night. I, I'm not sold on Detroit. I am sold on San Francisco. I think uh, they're healthy now, and they're going to start playing and living up to to uh, being one of the best teams in the NFL. And I still think they're the team to beat when it comes to winning the NFC regular season title and having that number one seed. They have a pretty easy schedule. And if they, they take care of business down the stretch, I, I think they can come back and win uh, the NFC East or the NFC title or the number one seed at least. Um and Dallas has got to take advantage of their schedule. Dallas's next couple games are very winnable. Yeah, you get Washington it, on Thanksgiving. That's an easy one. Yep. And then uh, you come back the next week with another home game against. Oh, it's blowing my mind right now. Um, Seattle. Very winnable very game winnable. at home. Yeah. And then you get Philadelphia at home. And you get an extra, uh, you know, you're playing the back-to-back Thursday games, get a little extra rest, Philadelphia comes in, a chance to knock them off, and there's the possibility with that win you're tied for the NFC East. Philadelphia's schedule coming up is very tough. But then it gets very difficult for Dallas. Dallas's last four or five games are, are, are hard. Um, I, I think it's going to be it's an outside shot to win the NFC East for Dallas. I'm not going to bet them to win the NFC East on Oakland. I'm not that, you know, I'm not um, that confident, honestly, in Dallas winning the East. But Detroit, you know, in Detroit, they, they escaped against Chicago. And Chicago's not that, is not good. They escaped this past Sunday. They, they should not have won that game. They, they won it because Chicago lost it. Yeah, but, I mean, that's the NFL sometimes. And that's the Lions, too. They play a lot of close games. I was pulling up their remaining schedule. Green Bay, at New Orleans, at Chicago, Denver at home, at Minnesota, at Dallas, and then Minnesota at home. So, I don't think it's necessarily they're. I don't think they're going to win the NFC. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that they get number one seed. Um, so, point differential, two teams are tied at the top. You got your Cowboys. Miami? Nope. Hmm. Your Cowboys and Baltimore both have a 127 point differential. Wow. Bethany, I figured Bethany. Miami would be up there after beating the heck out of Denver that one game. Yeah, they're at 67. Hmm. Um, Baltimore's good. I, I watched their game and Sunday, and they, they are legit good. Defense good. Lamar Jackson good. They've got speed. They've got weapons. That, that's, a, that's a talented team. Uh, I, I think the Chiefs... They're going to face some problems with Baltimore and Miami. Two good offenses. Uh, 49ers remaining schedule at Seattle, at Philadelphia, home against Seattle, at Arizona, home against Baltimore, at Washington, home against the Rams. It's not as easy as I thought it was. No. All right, let's, so, let's, let's make that. I like it. I think it's a good discussion. So our options are Ravens, Niners, and... Who's Dolphins? Dolphins? Ravens, Niners, Dolphins is the top three choices? I think so. I'm fine with that. And then other? Yep. Go with other. All right. Uh, Thursday games in the NFL, Packers-Lions. That's our 11-30 game on Fox. You get a chance to watch those Lions. I watched a little bit of the Packers game, too. And uh, <laughs> I know Love passed for 300 mm-hmm. yards for the first time, but they're just not that impressive. Yeah, he puts up some numbers occasionally, but I'm not impressed with the num- with with the eye test, I should say. And then the 3:30 game on CBS Commanders at the uh, Cowboys. I'm not particularly interested in either one of these games. I mean, of course, the second game I watch because I'm a Washington fan, but uh, I don't think either one of these are good games. What's the uh, issue with the commander's defense? Uh, I, I, the talent's there. I just think it's yeah. it's Jack Del Rio. I'm ready for Jack our, and Ron to be gone, and I think we'll be teams, a lot better. Our team's running on Washington or throwing both? Yeah, which, I mean, we did trade off Montez Sweat and Chase Young, so now our pass rush is pretty terrible. 
But our our defense is is not very good. It's the night game on Thursday is the uh, 49ers at Seattle. That's a good game. That's yeah, on it's, ABC. Yeah, that's a decent one. Seven the, and three, five, 49ers, six and four Seahawks. I like so, how uh, that's the best game of the day. Yeah, I like how the first Black Friday game we get is uh, Dolphins versus Jets. Jets. They're trying. Dolphins are fun to watch. They are. They now, are. Now the Jets' defense is really good, so you're not going to get to see. I, I don't expect Miami putting up 35, 40 points. You know, like they're capable of doing, because that Jets' defense is really good. So I think it's going to be one of those kind of ugly games where the Dolphins win it 24-7. Well, they, they, they finally benched Zach Wilson, so maybe Tim Boyle can come in and have some magical. <laughs> Yeah, I watched a little bit of him, and look, it was his first start and first game. But I, I mean, I don't see him as the uh, the answer. No, either. definitely not. He's a stopgap. All right, let's talk some Razorback football. Look, we got some time right here to take some phone calls because uh, it's going to be pretty packed from uh, here on out. Uh, Clint Cock joins us at the bottom of the hour. Let me know when Coach Conk is in. Uh, we're going to the Natural State Football Report. We're talking uh, Razorbacks, Red Wolves. Man, what a win for the Red Wolves. UAPB gets a win. D2, Henderson falls in the playoffs. But you know, now we got Harding uh, ready to uh, start their playoff run this weekend. And then high school football. Coach Cutcliffe will join us. Again, we're at the Little Rock Touchdown Club, brought to you by Arkansas Urology. Uh, Pat Bradley at 1130. We'll talk about the Bahamas and the battle for Atlantis. And then Eli Craner at 1145. Birthdays, entertainment, and then Coach Cutcliffe from the podium at 1215, 1220-ish. So uh, this is it. If you want to jump in here and uh, talk some Razorback football or Razorback basketball, if you've uh, already moved on, we can do that. I'm excited for this. Uh, I'll be honest. I'm more excited about Wednesday, Thursday, Friday in the Bahamas and watching the basketball team than than I am right now about Missouri. Now that could all change come Friday at kickoff, and I'll definitely be in front of the TV ready to watch that game. And I hope they can go out. That was one of the things Coach Pittman was discussing yesterday was um, how valuable he believes it is to finish the season with the win and have a little momentum, a good taste in your mouth. He also pointed out they haven't beaten a ranked team this year. And he said they've done that in every other year that he's coached there at Arkansas. They've knocked off at least one ranked opponent. And so that's something that they would like to do and kind of the, I guess, the uh, incentive, something that he's preaching to the team this week besides, you know, finishing on a good note, sending the seniors out on a good note. Um, he uh, he wants to knock off a ranked Missouri team. And, and this is – you know, we keep talking it's not a rivalry, and I agree with it. I, I think they're going to try to force it into a rivalry, and, and that will that could happen over time. I do think it will happen over time. But it's going to take Arkansas to make getting some wins when it's Missouri constantly beating you. I and think, this would be a great time for it. I think the disdain for uh, Missouri is there just because they beat us every year and we feel like they shouldn't. But it'll take a while before I feel like they're a rival. Yeah, and when we say a while, I mean, I think it takes like 10 years, another decade. But you need some big games, some important games, and right now this is an important game, but what you need is, and that's the unfortunate thing, well, in the past this was East versus West. Uh, You know, when you were playing LSU, there were some times that that decided, you know, who would win the the, uh, West. There were a couple of years. It was always a big game. With two teams in different divisions, it's, it's a little different. Um, you're not like trying to finish ahead of Missouri in the you know east or the west. So I think next year, going to one big league, that could help a little bit because they're not no longer in another division. They're just right there in the standings with you in the SEC, and you're trying to finish ahead of Missouri. So this game could bring a little bit more importance in the future. Um, but sure would be nice this year to knock off a, a good Missouri team and uh, ruin their season. And that's what they need to be preaching, ruin Missouri's chance for a 10-win season. That's That would be sweet to prevent them. Look, there's a chance Missouri, with a win, is going to a, a major bowl, a New Year's Day bowl. You beat them here, that may not happen. Probably wouldn't happen. It will not happen. So you can ruin their 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 very good season. That's a, another little incentive. Uh, Coach Coxhead, what's up, man? Good morning. 
Sorry, I'm, um, not, I'm not with you at the touchdown club, but I'm here in studio. Me and uh, Christian you, holding you down. You should have just come on down. You should have. <laughs> the chaos. It's it's not bad. No, it's not. It's uh, Coach Cutcliffe hey, will do a great job. He'll do a great job. Today. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. Yeah. I, I respect the heck out of him. Did you have, ever, ever have any uh, um, dealings with him? No, not directly, but uh, certainly uh, great respect from a distance what he did with the Manning boys, uh, both at Tennessee with Peyton and, of course, uh, the head coach at Ole Miss with Eli. And, and then what he did at Duke, I mean, he um, – for a long period of time, that laid a great foundation there. Duke had a lot of success, and Coach Elko has built upon that there at Duke. But just a tremendous amount of success uh, followed Coach Cutcliffe wherever he went. I was talking about uh, you this weekend. Uh-oh. We were watching the uh, Baltimore Ravens and that explosive offense. And they showed Todd Munkin up in the press box. There you go, Munk. <laughs> we, we, we interviewed him at the uh, Burles Award last year. And I was like, that guy's a character. I think he wore Christian out in the dump button. And I was explaining the dump button and how it works and how you have to build up some more delay. And uh, he, was, he was letting the cuss words fly so quickly we couldn't get all of them. But yeah, that it, was a great conversation between you and Coach Munkin. Yeah, you know, Todd and I crossed paths uh, at Louisiana Tech. I was kind of walking out the door, and he was walking in. As a matter of fact, I was on my way to Central Arkansas and uh, to be the head coach. And uh, I had an opportunity to visit with him. And, of course, over the years at conventions and clinics and things like that. But uh, very bright, uh, very smart, um, made a lot of great decisions of the places he's worked. He's worked with some incredible people. And in a natural progression, in my mind, for him to go from – you know, winning a couple of national championships at Georgia and then taking on Lamar Jackson and moving to the Baltimore Ravens. And I think his imprint is just starting to show up now, uh, you know, 10 games into the season. But still, I, I think that's an evolving offense that, you know, hopefully will, will make its mark here uh, down the stretch in the NFL. Is he a head coach at some point? In the future, or do you think that he's got what he, he he he's found what he is, and that's a very good offensive coordinator? Yeah, you know, and, and I don't know that I can answer that question. Uh, that's probably better for Todd, but I, I think he would probably tell you that he's very happy with what he's doing. He's the head coach of half the team, and uh, that seems to work for a lot of guys. You know, some guys are great position coaches, and that's all they want to do. And I know a bunch of those dudes. Some are great coordinators, and that's all they want to do. And then there's others that are very good at what they do and aspire to take on more responsibility. And uh, I'm not sure where he lays with that, or lies with that, I should say. But I do know this. He's very bright, uh, very energetic, very colorful, and uh, but gets the job done. <laughs> How old is he? he... Uh, he's probably a few years younger than me. I'm going to say 56, maybe. Oh, uh, a few years younger than you. I was going to guess like 30-ish. No, no, he's in was, his 50s. I was joking. Oh, you were joking. Was, yeah, well, that's nice. Acting I'll, like you were younger. I'll you. buy you lunch after this. Um, Usually you don't see, especially in the NFL, first-time head coaches be uh, that old. Not that he's like a elderly, but... Right. Well, I think that he's found his niche. Uh, I thought that was a big move for him to go back to the NFL. And, um, and I think he was a position coach at one time, maybe with the Jaguars or something. Yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... Um, so he might be very content with what he's doing, Wes, but uh, but he is he's sharp now. He's sharp, and he can coach mm-hmm. football. Yeah, I like him a lot. All right, let's take a call before we take this break and get Coach Conk on here officially. J.W. is going to join us. I, and, uh, J.W., I'm surprised we didn't hear from you yesterday. Well, I was uh, caught up yesterday with some clients, but I was listening, but I couldn't call. And, but I'm actually calling – for what I heard yesterday on the show. I was listening to that when y'all came on, that interview with Pittman, you know, whining about the media. You know, and I was on Hog Sports, so I was watching one interview with him, then I was watching another one. That kind of went down in a rabbit hole of the season of how he was talking. Do you know this man? And you can go back and look for yourself. You can say what you want about J.W. when it gets off. But you can go back. He doesn't ever really take blame. Okay, how about your, you being a bad coach has something to do with the recruits not wanting to come? You know, how about you take some responsibility and doing your homework on Enos only being at one place one year at each time and being best at 8-5 and five when he was here? 
how about take some responsibility? And all I hear, and, and I just want to get your thoughts. You know how I feel about Pittman, and I'm tired of hearing I love the guy. I don't want somebody I love. I want somebody I want to win, okay? I'm not here to meet spring. If I want that, I go to church. I want a football player. I want a football team. I want a football coach. I want somebody to act like it. I want somebody to take responsibility. And like the offensive line, if it's not working halfway through, I'm going to inject myself into it, and I'm going to change it right then. I, that's all I'm going to say is I'm going to ask, instead of deflecting while we're the real problem, how about saying we're 4-7? and seven. We're about to be 4-8. and eight. That's why the recruits ain't coming here. Yeah, I feel like multiple times this year we've played clips that have said, oh, that's on coaching. That's our fault. We didn't have the guys prepared. Like, countless times probably this year. I think accountability has been taken maybe to a fault. You know, uh, Coach Pittman is honest to a fault. Mm -hmm. Sometimes he says things I wish he wouldn't say, and I think they could have somebody to help him out a little bit, you know, to uh, PR-wise. Hey, Coach, what do you think about here? What are you going to say? No, let's don't say that. You know, coach him up a little bit. Uh, he's, it, this is the first time he's been a head coach and had to deal with the media and that kind of uh, and, and that kind of responsibility. And so he's learning on the job dealing with the media and doing press conferences. And I think uh, he's he's struggled in some of his answers. Uh, I agree with you uh, on a lot of those points, JW. Uh, as far as you know, uh, helping out with the offensive line, digging in mm-hmm. there, going and assist, uh, taking some uh, you know accountability. But I don't agree with the recruiting. I feel like they they do feel like they put together a really good class. They worked hard on it. They've got more four stars on the, in this class than they've had in a long time. Uh, you can say whatever you want to say about where they rank a, a, against other SEC teams, but uh, they took a hit when they got Crutchfield uh, to decommit, but uh, the feeling is they're going to get Crutchfield back. Um, and that's what they're worried about. Think about it. You put all this work into this recruiting class, and then all these rumors start, and then these guys start decommitting. That sucks. That's all that work. You you just spent years doing that, and all it takes is somebody throwing out these rumors and talking and speculating that you're going to be fired. That's where they're coming from. I'm just telling you where they're coming from. Yes, if they would have won more, they wouldn't even be dealing with it because there would be no one talking about a coaching change. But the coaching ta- change talks were too pre- they were premature. And I wish... Hunter Yurchek would have put an end to it a week earlier, and I'm sure uh, Coach Pittman would have too, but I don't know if they knew how rampant and how wild the talk was. Well, I think Hunter Yurchek, I'm just speculating, I, I think Hunter Yurchek didn't put an end to it because he wanted to see the result of the FIU game. Because if something would have went south in FIU... I've heard that theory, but I don't know. I don't know if that would have changed enough for some of the donors to step up and say, because from what I've been told, he already had the pulse. And that money wasn't coming in. Maybe that another bad loss helps that money come in. Maybe. Yeah. I just think if you lost to FIU at home, that would like you would have had no choice almost. Pushed it over the top. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. You always have a choice. Like I said before, if you don't have the money True. and you don't want to be paying it off over the next six years, and you got some other things you got to spend that money on, it may not happen. But the fact is, he's back, and he's going to be here next year. So. There's nothing. Move on. I've, I've already moved on. Well, and I've got an I'm opinion ready. on all that, but we'll get that on the other side. Well, let's move on, Coach. Let's move on and take a break, and uh, we'll bring in Coach Cock when, and talk some natural state football when we come back. It is uh, Black Friday week, and there's some great Black Friday sales out there. We've been telling you about these Black Friday sales for a while. Big O Tires has got a big one right now. Big O Tires, two great locations. They're in Conway, and they're in Cabin. Their Black Friday t- sale will save you a ton of money. Look, you service, you need to get your car winterized, get it ready. Some things you need to do for your car right now, huge savings on service. $140, instant savings on select set of Michelin tires. Buy three, get one free on Cooper tires, some Atomo tires, almost every tire. In stock, they have some kind of instant savings or rebate. So if you've been looking for a tire, a new set of tires, now is the time to act. Big O Tires, Cabot and Conway and Conway, they're on Hark Rider. Cabot is Prospect Court right in front of Kroger. Go see our friends at Big O Tires, the team we trust.
Join Kevin McPherson, Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, each Friday on Drive Time Sports. Brought to you by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. This is Sports Center. The Thanksgiving week in pro and college football got started last night with a Super Bowl rematch as the Philadelphia Eagles go into Kansas City and beat the Chiefs 21-17. The Eagles improved to 9-1 overall. The Chiefs dropped to 7-3. Kansas City had a 10-point advantage in the half. The Eagles erased that, outscoring Kansas City 14-0 in the second frame of the game. Jalen Hurts was 14-22 for for 150 yards, but he ran for two touchdowns. DeAndre Swift also found the end zone as well. Tonight, the week in college football begins as there is Maction on a Tuesday. First at 6 o'clock on ESPNU, Bowling Green looks to get to 7-5 against Western Michigan. Then at 6.30 on ESPN2, Eastern Michigan looks to become bowl eligible as they take on Buffalo. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. The king of Arkansas sports talk, Randy Rainwater for Bet Saracen. There's big news in the mobile sports betting business. Bet Saracen was just named the 15th largest sports book in America. That's because Arkansans like to do business with a winner. Find all your winners on Bet Saracen. Download it today and look for my double R prop bet specials. I pick them, you win them. Bet Saracen is Arkansas's favorite sports wagering app. Gambling problem? Call 800-522-4700. Mark McClarty Ford's month-long Black Friday sales event is happening now with brand new F-150s at $13,000 off MSRP and 1.9% financing available. Only at Mark McClarty Ford in North Little Rock. No payments for nine months. Only at Mark McClarty Ford's month-long Black Friday event. Buy a new Edge or Bronco Sport and make no payments for nine whole months. That's August of 2024, only at Mark McClarty Ford in North Little Rock. Hey, Razorback fans, it's Quinn Grovey. Check out the new location of Bell & Sword in Conway. Suits, shirts, vests, also polos with Arkansas logo gear from Johnny O and Peter Millar. A store within a store with Arkansas-made Martin Dingman shoes and leather goods. Fantastic service with a tailor-owned staff to fit you perfectly. Go to the new location, Bell & Sward, 1011 Oak Street, Conway, or on Facebook and Instagram. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Maumelle is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumel at their huge new showroom on Maumel Boulevard just off 430. Come on, man. Welcome back to the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studio. Give us a call at 661-1037. Now, back to the zone on the Buzz Radio Network. Don't call it a comeback. If you're paying over 8% interest on your auto loan, you need to stop and call True Service Community Federal Credit Union. They may be able to lower your rate and your payment. This could possibly knock a year off your note. Give them a shot. See what they can do for you. You can also improve or upgrade your home with a True Service home equity loan. Kitchen remodeling, bathroom, custom shower, new windows, or even a new pool. Get one of the lowest interest rates in the nation with a True Service Visa Platinum card. They offer no transfer fees, no over-limit fees, no annual fees. Three locations. They're in Little Rock next to the Butcher Shop in North Little Rock on JFK. They're also on the campus of Hendricks College. Apply online at trueservice.net. Get pre-approved today. It's time for the Natural State Football Report with Clint Conk. Taking a closer look at football across the great state of Arkansas with the winningest coach in UCA history. The Natural State Football Report is brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service. For the past decade, they've been providing crop dusting services to the farmers of Southeast Arkansas, and they can help you too. Now, let's toss around the pigskin in the zone with Justin, Wes, and the coach. All right, officially, he is here. You teased us, Coach. Thoughts on Coach Pittman and returning to Arkansas? Yeah, um, I, I tend to agree with Christian a little bit. I think uh, the athletic director, Hunter Yurichek, wanted to make sure that there wasn't a, an implosion against Florida in a national. And 
Um, even though the game might have been closer than maybe the experts had predicted, started off kind of shaky, the result was predictable. Uh, and I think immediately that's why he visited with the team after to announce that, you know, um, Coach Pittman would be returning. And I think it does uh, one thing in particular. It, it takes the pressure off of Coach Pittman in the short term. And really, a lot of the conversation now goes to the athletic director, Hunter Yurchak, which he's very stable and, you know, he, he, he can be at Arkansas probably for as long as he wants. But now he's in it a little bit deeper by making that announcement. And so it does transfer a little bit of that pressure off of Pittman to free him up just a little bit in the short term and transfers that pressure maybe to your check for making that decision. Uh, you know, Coach uh, Morris comes off the payroll, I think, in December. I'm not sure where the finances were, but apparently, according to you, that maybe the money wasn't there to, to, to pay out $16, 18000000 million. And, and then the other thing, too, you blow it up, um, you're probably looking at a, a two-year restart. I mean, it's probably take a couple of years to reboot it uh, hire a coach and then get his staff in and, and you know, so forth and so on. So uh, in the short term, it was probably the right decision. Uh, but I'm, I'm like Christian. I do think he wanted to make sure that they escaped with a, with a win. And then, you know, there were actually more fans there than I, I thought that might be there. And so there was a – I don't know there were 60,000 as reported. But, no. But no. there was a fairly good crowd based on the type of the year they had, cold weather, deer season, duck season, all those kind of things. So – um, I'm glad he's back. I think he's a good guy. I do, like you, believe that uh, somebody in the sports information office or the PR department, you know, every year we would bring somebody in to talk to our team about handling interviews. And um, I had my coaches sit in on those because I thought it was valuable for them because they all do interviews during the year. Of course, the head coach does as well. So um, this has been a big experiment because he had never been a head coach, never been a coordinator, never called an offensive play. With that being said, I think now, uh, you know, the honeymoon is certainly over. Uh, he's going to have to rebuild this football team in less than one year uh, where it's cohesive, hire an offensive coordinator, and then, um, you know, he's going to have to show results on the field, no question about it. But uh, I think coach, at this point it's, it's probably it, the right think? decision. Sir? How important is it you think the new – the new OC maybe has some coaching experience, head coaching experience, because we saw how uh, important it was that Coach Odom was there, and I wonder how much, <laughs> um, how much Coach Odom was in. We and, and, and Coach Pittman told us that he was his, you know, right hand man, that he was always bouncing ideas off of him. I think he did miss Coach Odom uh, this season. How important do you think it is maybe to get an OC that has some head coaching experience that he can be bouncing things off of? I think if it works out that way, then great. I, I do think Coach Odom was a sounding board. Matter of fact, I just had this discussion this morning with some other people. I, I think that he missed that. Um, there needs to be somebody in that building that, that, that's long in the tooth, wise, has some experience maybe in that realm or SEC or with Arkansas. Um, and I do think he missed that. With that said, though, I think it's crucial that he hires the best offensive coordinator uh, schematically for what they want to do and that can connect with the kids. And, um, you know, because sometimes I just wonder how hard some of those guys played for Coach Enos. I don't know that. But, you know, body language says a lot. It screams. And sometimes body language wasn't all that positive. And so um, I think if they can find somebody that has head coach experience, great. Um, I think it's crucial, though, that the number one – uh, criteria is that they hire an established, experienced uh, offensive coordinator that can really connect uh, and build trust with the players. Coach, is it going to be difficult to get one of those guys? Because if you're outside looking in and you don't have the year that you think, then you're looking for another job the next year. Because I think everyone realizes uh, out there probably in the coaching community that Coach Pittman's on a short leash. Yeah, you know, those jobs pay a million dollars a year, or, or close to it, plus or minus. You know, yeah, he knows it's one point two, I think. Yeah, that's right. So you're probably going to have to get somebody on a two-year deal. You know, guaranteed for two years. Um, I tell you, I, I'm going I'm to throw a name out right now. I'm going to jump out in front of the pile. Buster Faulkner. Buster Faulkner, uh, coach from me, coach quarterbacks. 
Went on with offense coordinator, Middle Tennessee, Southern Miss, Arkansas State. Spent three years, won two national championships at Georgia as an offensive analyst. He is now the offensive coordinator at Georgia Tech. And look what they've done this year. Uh, they're bowl eligible, and they've come, uh, they were predicted to finish last or next to last in the ACC. And uh, they're going to a bowl and, and pretty dead gum competitive. And I know they got Georgia this week. Additionally, Buster worked with Sam Pittman, I believe. that They know each other from, from maybe their time at Georgia or cross pass. But uh, uh, Buster's a, a Georgia guy. But he's done a wonderful job as the offensive coordinator at Georgia Tech. He's that right age, I think, in his late 40s. Uh, but looking for somebody like that, um, that can connect with the players, that has offensive coordinator experience, uh, some SEC ties, understands the, uh, the pressure from week to week. Um, but I think that's the number one criteria is hire somebody, the best coordinator, that can connect with the players, implement the scheme, and get them to play hard and get them to play sounder. That's the whole thing. Yeah, I'm looking at their uh – Offensive totals, pretty impressive, 34, 48, 23 against Ole Miss in a loss, 30, 27, 23 against Miami, 23 in a loss against Boston College, 46 points against North Carolina, 45 against Virginia, uh, 21 at Clemson, 31 last week against Syracuse. I'm just saying, I mean, I think that that would be a a guy that I would would have a resume in front of me, you know, Uh, and they may be obviously other more qualified or – um, he may have somebody in mind, but I've just followed Buster. He was on my staff for one short year. We had a lot of success. I knew how he coached quarterbacks and the development of players and the relationships he had. And uh, I would think that he would be a guy in a pool of, of candidates that maybe Coach Pittman would, because uh, he does have some SEC ties, having been at Georgia, I think, for three or four years. Yep. All right, let's move to Arkansas State. Coach, I, uh, I was hanging Christmas lights and uh, listening to the UCA game on the radio on my ear, earbuds, and uh, I, I uh, sat down after finishing up. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about Arkansas State. Let me check out that score. I did a double take. I was How like, about, what, 77? Yeah. How about them Red Wolves, man? And, you know, we've been talking since they made the, the, the quarterback change. It's just been a different football team, I think, week three or week four. And congratulations. Um, I mean, just, uh, Coach, uh, you know, Jones and the whole staff up there, that football team. Hey, they they scored four non-offensive touchdowns last <laughs> week. I mean that kickoff return, scoops of scores, you know, interception returns. I mean they did it all, and uh, just an impressive. And I know it was your Texas State Bobcats. I, I apologize, yeah. but no, uh, no. I'd much <laughs> rather Arkansas State win that game. But I, I mean they got a chance to win seven. I mean they're going to a bowl. They can enhance their bowl situation with the win at Marshall this week. Um, and then, look, they're getting it done with two young running backs from the state of Arkansas, uh, Jaquez Cross from Hampton and uh, Zach Wallace from Benton. Those guys combined for five touchdowns, over 200 yards rushing. Of course, Cross ran back to the kickoff. I believe he's gotten some conference and, yep. and national no, honors this week. And uh, Sunbelt Offensive Player of the Week and the Sunbelt Special Teams Player of the Week. It's yeah. the first time in Sunbelt history that a guy won both awards in the same week. You know, the quarterback's just playing so efficient, making good decisions, no interceptions, maybe one here and there. But, you know, Courtney Jackson stepped up. Corey Rucker's kind of been in the program for a while. Hey, and they beat a good football team. Texas State's bowl eligible. Uh, T.J. Finley, that name may sound familiar. He was quarterback at LSU and at Auburn. He's a starting quarterback at Texas State. So, great win. Uh, Big-time, you know, momentum builder that's going to help in recruiting. You know, you talk about body language and attitude and culture. Uh, this is the kind of year that Coach Jones, you know, in year three really needed to have. And uh, I was in northeast Arkansas last week, and there's there's some excitement up there about what they're doing. And I think it was a, you know, you got to show me and prove me that, you know, that you can get it done. And, and I think that they, they're headed in the right direction. I mean, they're going to a bowl game, man. It's just they can win uh, Saturday against Marshall. It'll be win number seven. And, and then they could win their bowl game and win eight games this year, Wes. That, that's awesome. Wow. That's awesome. That would be incredible. Yep. Uh, I thought it was great for UAPB to get that win uh, this past week. That, that that gives them a whole different feeling in the offseason. No question about it. 22 points in the fourth quarter uh, to come back and win 35-34. Now the, the, now the real work begins. Coach Hampton understands what he has, what he doesn't have. He's probably got to make some tough decisions in, in personnel and some of those things, but uh, he knows where he wants to go. That will give them a little bit of impetus going forward. 
um, and certainly uh, put a hop in their step going into the offseason. Obviously, 2-9 and is not where you want to be, but scoring 22 in the fourth quarter to win his first SWAC win this year, um, you know, let's see what the offseason looks like and if he can put a little bit more competitive team on the field next year. And our Bears just couldn't get it done offensively. That was a surprise to me. I thought they were going to be able to go and score some points. And um, I, I, I did. I thought they were going to win that game. So I was a little. I was. Uh, I was heartbroken for them. Yeah, uh, I listened to the game too. Every play, and um, you know, just disappointed. And our expectations. You know, and and Justin talked about it early in the year. Talking to Coach Brown, it was just so high and really good football team. I mean, UCA has a really really good football team. Uh, the teams that they lost to all won eight or nine games or Oklahoma State going to a bowl game. You know, not having that seventh D1 game uh, and po- possible win uh, hurt them. I don't still don't know if they'd have got in because there were several really good teams that got left out. We expected a high-scoring game. It ended up being a yeah. defensive struggle. So give both defenses uh, a lot of credit for that, 14-13, a uh, 14-12, excuse me. But to your point, three of 18 on third down, Seven penalties for 75 yards, and a couple of them were critical drive, you know, killers, and then, you know, extended drives for Austin P. Um, some drop balls at critical situ- you know, times of the game. It's a really good football team played against a really good defense, and Austin P. just came up short. But here's the good news: UCA was coming off of two five and six back-to-back seasons. They go seven and four this year. They just miss out on a conference championship. They're going to have their quarterback back, Will McIlvain, for like his seventh year, I think, or something like that. There's a lot of young pieces on offense. They do have some retooling probably on defense. I think they had several seniors there, some good players. Um, I think their punter's back and maybe their kicker's back. So uh, I I suspect that uh, UCL put themselves, Coach Brown, back in the same situation next year with a little bit more favorable schedule. I think they've got 10 FCS games next year. So – um, I think the future looks really, really bright in Conway. As disappointing right, as it is right now. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Coach, let's take a quick break, come back, talk ha- Harding and high school football. You we'll hit on the H's when we come back. How's that sound? Fantastic. All right. Uh, Guatney Chevrolet, right now, it's Black Friday. We keep telling you about these great Black Friday deals, and they've got a great one at Guatney Chevrolet. Uh, Black Friday. And they are blowing it out. They always do at Guatney Chevrolet. But this year, they're going old school with their Black Friday deals. How about a 2023 diesel Silverado? Over $6,500 off. 2024 Silverados. Under forty grand. That's a great deal. Get a brand new truck, a 2024, under $40,000. All 2023 Equinox in stock, $3,250 off. And no payments for 120 days. Go to the website, guatneychevrolet.com, take a look at all the inventory, and then get ready to go out there early on Friday. They're opening at 7 with breakfast served. Get the best deal when you get out there early. Early bird gets the worm. Early bird at Guatney gets the car. It's Guatney Chevrolet. Looking for somewhere new downtown to hang out with all of your friends for football? Then there's only one place, and that's Little Rock's newest neighborhood sports bar, The Busker, on South Main. The Busker features an upscale bar menu with great beer, wine, and cocktail selections, as well as weekday happy hours from 4 till 7 and late nights from 10 till close. So watch all your favorite college and NFL games on the Sunday ticket this fall, where you won't miss a minute of the action on their big screen TVs. All this, including live music on the weekends, can only be found at The Busker on South Main. It's Lazy Boy's Black Friday Sale. Enjoy after Christmas relaxation with huge before Christmas savings. Doorbuster Special saving you as much as 50% off on select final markdowns. At these prices, everyone will have a comfy spot to enjoy all those leftovers. Plus, no interest financing for 60 months. Buy now, relax later with Lazy Boy's biggest sale of the year. Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Shackleford Galleries of Little Rock. Long live the Lazy! Jackalope Cycling is passionate about the Arkansas outdoors. 
to help you enjoy this beautiful state, Jackalope offers an array of bike rentals to get you on the trails. What about fly fishing from a bicycle? You can't do that, but Jackalope also offers fly rods, reels, waders, fly fishing accessories, outdoor and camping gear. Yeah, it'll be tough riding a bicycle and waders. But you can still enjoy the Arkansas outdoors with Jackalope Cycling in Russellville or JackalopeCycling.com. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. Radio legend Tommy Smith never hesitates when asked to name his all-time favorite Razorback, All-American wide receiver Chuck Dykus. Dykus rewrote the record book for the Hogs, who were 28-5 and during his years in Fayetteville. The silky smooth pass catcher caught 12 passes for 169 yards in an MVP performance in the 1969 Sugar Bowl. Number 20 is an all-time Razorback and a college football Hall of Famer. Double B's is an Arkansas Hall of Fame performer, too, as we are here to give you great deals on the things you need. You need a stocking stuffer? Get that special someone an Exxon or Phillips 66 gift card, something all of us can use. Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. At Red River Ram Jeep, we're taking $10,000 off Ram HD trucks, all brand new 23 models. And we're taking $10,000 off 23 Jeep Gladiators. And we're taking up to 20% off on all 23 model Renegades in stock. Some people are saying, I gave too much for my vehicle two years ago. Well, we gave too much for these vehicles right now. That's why they're $10,000 off. Check us out at RedRiverRam.com for Arkansas's largest inventory during the Black Friday sales event. It's Justin Acre here to tell you about our friends at Cash Restaurant, downtown Little Rock, and we're getting into cooler temperatures, which means the holidays will be here before you know it. So if you're thinking about booking a holiday party, there is no better place than Cash Restaurant downtown, where you'll find great food, great prices, great space, and also, how about free valet parking? If you're going to book a holiday party, though, get on it now. 501-850-0265. 501-850-0265 or online at cashlittlerock.com. If you've got a wedding function coming up, a corporate event, or again, a holiday party, no better place than Cash Restaurant. I love the variety available on the menu, too. Soups and salads, seafood steaks, and you can get pizzas over the lunch hour. Just a great spot to go down for lunch or dinner and again for a party. And they have a couple of different options on rooms. They've got the Bayou Room, which holds around 30 people, and upstairs a beautiful space for up to 150. Cash Restaurant, your go-to for lunch, dinner, and holiday party season. Get your event booked at CashLittleRock.com or 501-850-0265. You're back in the zone, live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network and online at 1037thebuzz.com. Clay Cock with us in the studio. I'm Wes Moore at the Arkansas, or at the Little Rock Touchdown Club, brought to you by Arkansas Urology. Coach, we got about five minutes to squeeze everything in, so let's roll. Oh, let's bet. start with Harding. Got their first playoff game this weekend. What are you expecting? Well, they get, they're the number one seed. They're playing at home. They're playing Central Missouri out of the MIAA. And let me tell you, the MIAA has been compared to the Missouri Valley Conference in FCS football. So uh, Central Missouri got after Henderson last week. Uh, I think it'll be a very physical, competitive game. Um, but I think playing at home, they advance. Harding will advance. High school football, semifinals, 7A, 6A, 5A, 2A, quarterfinals in 4A and 3A. You get to go to one game Friday night. Where are you going? Boy, I'd go to Conway at Fayetteville. Um, that 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 is going to be an explosive football game. Um, Conway showed a lot of moxie coming back last week. Fayetteville's the number one overall seed. I kind of picked them to win the state championship, but uh, you know Conway's offense is prolific. If they can make a few stops early, they can make that a a, a very good football game. I, if I had one place to go, that would be the place. Okay, you surprised me. I'm, I'm going to Benton. I'm, I'm yep, watching Little Rock, Rock Christian, Christian yep, and Benton. Yep, that ought to be a great. I mean, there's some great games. I mean, Bentonville at Bryant's going to be good. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Dead gum. I mean, uh, PA at Greenwood. That's a rematch. Uh, Greenwood's at home. Uh, even in 5A. I mean, you've got Elkins at CAC. You know, I picked Elkins to win the the 4A state championship, but Ryan Howard 
You know, they're scoring you, a bunch of points there, Grayson Wilson. So If you like offense, Coach, you, you go to CAC and Mustang Mountain. That, they're going to pile up the points. Elkins has been pro- prolific. Of course, CAC has been scoring a ton, a ton of points. That's that that's a fun game in 4A right Who there. can make a stop? That, that, that'll that be the yeah. key. Who can actually make a stop or create a turnover? And that, there'll be 120, 30 points scored in that game more than likely. But there's great games. Uh, Warren's at home against Ozark. You know, I look for Warren to advance yeah. in th- uh, 3A, uh, 4A. Uh, Junction City at Glen Rose, kind of a rival game there. I mean, Prescott's at home. I mean, there are some really good high school football games. Shiloh at Pine Bluff, you know. Um, that'll be very interesting, kind of a, a class of uh, different styles. So, uh, and if you like high school football, this is the time of the year because you've got quarterfinal, semifinal games all over the state. Uh, heck, you'll be in Little Rock uh, at the at War Memorial Stadium in, in three weeks or two weeks, uh, yeah. West for the seven uh, uh, A state championship. So uh, uh, we got that's ne- a week from Friday. Yeah, we Saturday. got hey, we got college football on tonight. We got college football on tomorrow night, Thursday, NFL and college, I believe the, the Egg Bowl, Friday the Razorbacks play, and I look for them to be competitive. I really do. I, I think. I think there'll be some pressure. They'll let it all hang out. I think they'll be competitive. You've got some games on Saturday, Ohio State, Michigan, high school football Friday night. I mean, what a great week uh, for college and NFL football uh, the week of Thanksgiving. And uh, it ought to be exciting. We'll have a lot to talk about next week, no question about it. Well, Coach, I'm excited. Just, you know, Central Arkansas, there there have been years where I – you know, the Friday after Thanksgiving, I didn't need a lot of photographers because there weren't a whole lot of local games. This year, I mean, you've got Bryant, you got Benton, you got Glenrose, you've got Pine Bluff, Harding you've Academy, got View at Home, Harding Academy, CAC, Arkadelphia, Arkadelphia just down yeah. the road. Um, I'm counting nine. Bigelow, how about Bigelow? Yep. Uh, they're getting it done. Yep, I'm counting nine, ten. Central, you know, within 30 miles, 40 miles of Little Rock. Yeah. Yeah, great high school football. So about half of the field is coming out of out of Central Arkansas. Let's see how many can win in advance and get to the finals, uh, the semifinals and the, and, and the finals. And uh, uh, ought to be a great week of football for sure. And I think the weather's going to be nice, I believe. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, 50s. And then once the sun goes down, it'll be a little chilly. But look, it's November, and it's not raining or sleeting or snowing. So I think it's great weather. It is what it is for this time of the year. Now, the next Saturday, uh, looking at the long-range forecast, and it's still, you know, a lot of things can change, but it does not look as good for those state championship games on Saturday. may have some moisture in the air, but uh, this week's going to be great. Football. Coach, thank you. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. And yeah, you watch too. A lot of football. You and your family as well. And uh, again, thank you to, to Farm Brothers Flyers, uh, their staff up there, Lance Gassaway, uh, everybody that make this segment possible. We certainly, uh, we're going to get Lance on here in a couple of weeks, um, Wes. Awesome. Hey, Oaklawn, what, December 9th? Yeah. Yeah. So, not, not far. Yep. Appreciate you guys. Coach, thank you. David Cutcliffe's coming up next. You're in the zone. Outdoor Products in Alexander is your metal roofing superstore. 40-year warranty colors are available at only $289 a foot. 20-year colors are $259 and Gavaloom runs $249 a foot. A variety of seconds and overruns are currently available at $1.95 a foot. Come buy Quality Outdoor Products in Alexander right next to the I-30 Speedway. Stop